And welcome back to another episode of Wrestling is Trash podcast where us trash boys get together and talk everything professional wrestling. The past, the present, the future, the good, the bad, the ugly. Our hot takes are not so hot takes. Our takes that we don't care what your take is. Here we are again, another episode. I think we're on 114 when I was creating it today. Uh, I'm one of your co-hosts, Trash Boy, Nick Anacelli. Doing pretty good. Having an all right week. Got a short week because of the uh, the holiday on Friday. But enough about me. How we doing, boys? How we doing, my fellow Trash Boy, Lou? How you doing? Lou from the BX, host of the Everything Podcast. I am doing lovely and wonderful. I am highly blessed and highly favored. Uh, happy to be here to talk some wrestling with you boys. As per usual, uh, and uh, yeah, throw it up to Trash Boy number three, the only real trash man on this panel of esteemed hosts. I've been a little fucked up in the head recently, but I'll get it together tonight because the motherfucker was challenged today. But it was funny. But not just today. Like, I've been a little jacked up in the brain for the past, like, week or so. <clears throat> Shout-outs to Jason Richardson real quick on a successful 10th anniversary of J1Con. It went, it went well. Unfortunately, I couldn't do my thing on uh, Sunday because I had to get back home to attend to some things. But uh, nonetheless, it was a great weekend. Uh, freestyled the shit out of the Black Finity Gauntlet discussion this year. The episode is up on our podcast platforms to listen to. Y'all will enjoy it. And y'all will see the skills in what you do on the fucking fly. But um, yeah, your boy's still trying to get his head together. But I'm alright because we here tonight to eventually after we get away from some of the current news. Lou brought the question last week. Were there any flops by way of the Samoans that were in professional wrestling? Now, we have many of our favorites, definitely some legends. Um, I got to say briefly before we even get there, it was, wow, it was a pretty quick search for a bunch of people. Lou's got some names that have surprised some of y'all to find out some of their heritage. But for the most part, I would say 80% of the large bulk definitely is dominated by the NOIE family, which is absolutely freaking amazing when you think about the legends and the stars and all the pieces that were in a pre-show we were talking. There's many a different spider webs and links within the family that they're one big family, but we're not here to piece who is family, who's not family. We're trying to find who did we think were like the eh, so-sos, because most of the names in there, they either had a run or they're absolute legends. But we'll get there soon. We're going to throw it back to Lou because we, we got a couple news things. Actually, no. We're going to throw it to Nick to give that quick recap over uh, Crown Jewel because I'm the one person who didn't watch it. I was too busy, as I said, with convention activities. A couple things happened in Crown Jewel that's going to then tie back to Lou and where we wanted to go news-wise. 
Yeah. And then we're going to go back to something that happened yesterday that I want to go off on also. Yeah, so the last match I'll cap on, I'm not going back to my match, just quick, quick, quick things, but I'll leave the one that ties in the Lou at the end. Um, start with the negative, just real quick. Just honestly, in my opinion, like one, like, wow, really? What the hell kind of negative was the Bobby Brock finish. Um, I personally thought that match could have been better. Um, but two big guys trying to do the finish they did of being in the hurt lock for a long, 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 long time. And then uh, jumping off the rope. Granted, Brock's athletic. He can do that. But sometimes when you're just too big like that trying to do it, it just doesn't look good, doesn't look smooth. Um, And especially what they did after the match, which I was a fan of, of having Bobby leave Brock like helpless, which never happened. So good for that. But you maybe the way they've been booking Bobby, you could have had Brock wing clean and then Bobby, like while Brock celebrating, like come from behind and beat him. You could have done that. Um, as Lou said, you could have beat him clean, done something like that. But yeah, it wasn't crazy about the finish. Um, there's going to be a third match. Don't know when they'll be. I kind of said in the pre-show that if it does go to mania, cool. Um, you know, whatever I'm with, whatever, honestly, I just, you know, as I kind of alluded to in a way, Brock's one of those highlight matches. So if Bobby, who I'm a massive fan on, is getting that stage, I'm happy for the man. Um, obviously, I'll let you guys throw your thoughts in. Let me just kind of run through just a quick, quick thing. We actually got a title change. You know, we don't get many of those, as Lou and I were talking. Um, I'm personally happy. Cool with the title change. I was wrong in my prediction. Um, the six-way with the, the OC and the Judgment Day wasn't a too bad of a match, actually. Um, then the main event, um, Logan Paul and Roman Reigns delivered, in my opinion. Thought it was gonna. I thought it was a great match. Um, man, that dude Logan's just athletic as all hell. You know, you can't argue that. The camera spot he did jumping off was really cool. It's got a lot of views already, but you see that again post uh, everywhere. You know, his brother getting involved. His working punch isn't as good as his boxing punch, I guess you would say. I thought that was kind of ugly. But you got the whole thing involved. Roman wins. Um, kind of had you on your feet, I guess, as the, the saying is, at certain times. So definitely, I just the main thing I want to get is, you know, kind of give the respect to Logan Paul for the match that he delivered. And ultimately, ended up getting hurt. I believe it was ACL, MCL, and meniscus. Same injury that Seth Rollins had in 2015 in November. And he came back in May. Um, so we'll see what happens from there. Just wish him a speedy recovery. Great match. And then on um, the last one, pass it to Lou. You guys can throw your thoughts in, though. Uh, Braun Strowman and Omos, uh, like I said off air, Omos did very good, in my opinion, in this press conference. The way he was speaking, just delivered. He came off as the heel, the bad guy, just a big dude. Big fan of Omos. And his theme's a banger, in my opinion. It's on my gym playlist, though. I walk around at 5'10", 175 pounds while he walks around. I think at 7'4", and they weighed him at 4'16". So a little bit difference between the two of us walking around. But Dude, I, and I, I think it was walking. you. I think it was you or Carl or, or maybe you, Lou, who sent the video of him going back home to Nigeria. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yo, like, I, I sat there like, fuck, I'm jealous, like, his little ass parents created that monster. Yeah. Like I always no. wanted to be that big. Like I always wanted to be that tall. Yeah. But holy shit, this no. just a science. 
Yep. Yeah, I, I can't say that I'm mad at uh, Omas's character for being mad at uh, Braun Strowman calling himself the monster of all monsters. Bitch, you look like a little kid that's standing next to Omas. How you no, gonna he, him call yourself? I thought that was impressive. Like How that just shows how yeah. But um, that show, um, I thought that show was very solid. Um, I, I thought I, I would say it's like a B show. Um, there really wasn't any match on there that I thought was like bad. Honestly, even even Omas and Braun Strowman, like, you know, Omas obviously is not as say what you want about Braun Strowman, which I will say some things in a little bit. Um, he's you know, he's more he has more experience than Omas, so he basically bumped for Omas the whole match because Omas is not going to bump that much. And then you know, Omas took the power slam for the loss, which is fine. It's totally fine. You, I guess, you don't want to beat Strowman now. He just came back and all that good shit. But that even that match, I was expecting that shit to be garbage, and it was actually, you know, fairly entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to that. But um, the Usos match was great. The fucking main event was fantastic. The women's match was great. Um, Creative finish. Props to Drew McIntyre was really good. Uh, props to Drew McIntyre. He had like a fucking hundred and two fever and the flu. But he told them, I'm wrestling this match. And he went out there and wrestled that match. I had no idea that he was even sick until after I, the match. And I found that out. Um, and the OC and Judgment Day was even good. It was, uh, I, I I enjoyed the show. And usually, you know, the Saudi show is uh, kind of like a glorified house show for the most part. But they really won and they delivered one of the better pay-per-views of the year. So I thought it was a really solid show. Um Definitely props, uh, and I'll give Logan Paul props. I, I'm I'm not a fan. I want I have nothing to do with any of his shit that he does outside of, you know, wrestling. But bro, that dude, you could tell that that dude loves wrestling, and you could tell that that dude takes it serious. Like he knows how to bump, and he knows how to make shit look good. He actually pulled up a buckshot lariat better than some people <laughs> who have decades of experience. Um, and dude, he, yeah, he takes chances. Who the fuck is going to jump off the, the top rope to the outside through a table with a phone in their hand? Like, I'm not trying to do that shit. So, you know, uh, that's really it, man. That's really all I got to say about the show. It was pretty good. Um, I know Dan, I don't think you watched it or really went back to it. You had a lot, of, you had a lot of shit going on this weekend too, though. So can't really blame I, I, you for that. Yeah. I'm one, I was one. I'm not, I wasn't to be honest with you, like. I'm not interested in those fucking uh, like side chick gimmick shows. Well, you know, I, I personally am one day. It, I'm not mad. Go get your bag. Go get the bag. But they don't need to be doing that shit. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just personally me. Like you said, glorified house show. Could I want to watch? Could I watch it? Yeah, it's on the network. I could go back in at any time. Like, yeah. but there's enough highlights and stuff for that. All I needed to see was the results. I didn't need to actually support the pay-per-view itself. Um, <clears throat> I, I kind of, I not that I'm all that patriotic and all that shit, because y'all know I'm really not, but I I do share some of the sentiments of a lot of people where the connection with the two countries is just like, it feels iffy, but I'm okay with keeping peace with one another. That to me, and so if they, if this is like a peace effort, you know what? Keep it going. You know yeah, and I feel you, and I feel you on that because you know it's 
it's kind of gross when you think about some of the shit that these Saudi people, some of these shit that you know they do with their women and how Those they just types of things do and really weird murderous shit, and we kind of like do business with them. It's and, and so can I throw my two cents in from experience, real quick? I just want to go off of lose point with the women situation. Then you can have it. I personally think that the WWE beside, well, wow. See, I was about to say that I think the WWE has like a very huge vantage point of we will stop doing business with you unless you allow our women to do blah, blah, blah. But they don't have the vantage point because they're going there because of the check. Yeah. So it's as simple as, yo, we ain't got to pay you no more. Okay, we'll do whatever you say. And so that's where that kind of falls down. But I, I do look at it on the standpoint of, of, like, just for the women aspect. Again, girl, dad speaking. You get me? They could be like, yo, we need our women to be – we want our women to be seen like this. The women could come out and be like, look, I'm tired of this freaking hot-ass – fucking garbage bag suit that you make me wear. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm tired of this shit. Either this shit changes or we're not coming. And then they could take the stand like Sammy. But then, and then it could be a domino effect of the wrestlers putting the pressure on the WWE and saying, look, if they're not going because of this, we stand with them. And I'm just saying that there, there's a stand that could be taken for the improvement for that could be a, a, a shining light maybe for the people of that country to improve for everybody in that country. You know what I'm saying? Like give, give people that strength of like, Hey, if they can do that, we can do the same thing too. You know what I'm saying? And it's a monumental fight. I could be speaking on a pipe dream or some shit that will never ever happen in our generation. But I'm I look at these things generally, general, generationally, excuse me, and say, yo, if the next generation can pass it down to the next generation to pass it down, then they can eventually make things better where everybody will have the same types of equalities across the board. And I'm just saying that the WWE, though they're there for the bag, they do have a unique opportunity to shine light on inequities within said countries or within countries that they choose to do business with. That's all I'm saying behind it. If y'all get it or not, sorry to go political people. I had to do that, Nick. So the reason from experience why I, I can, I, cause I'm one, I agree with everyone's opinion. I'm one of them. Everyone has a right to an opinion. I'm never one to change opinions, but the reason in some ways where I do support it is because I've spent 10 months of my life in Afghanistan and I have friends who are currently in Saudi Arabia and things like that. Right. So one, I like it because it, the, just because the fans there, they might not like what goes on over there. Cause I agree. I don't think everything over there is perfectly fine at all. Not even close. Right. I like it because the fans get that, right? Because it's not fair to the fans. So the fans get their opportunity, just like we do, to watch that stuff live. So I like it for that aspect. But 
where you kind of said the, like the women's thing and all that, they've made that great impact. I think that's amazing. Um, as I said in the pre-show, Lacey's my friend, participated in the first women's match. So getting her point of view from it. But then, like, just, man, when you're over there, as much as we want to change things, we just can't. We just can't. And that's what sucks. That's I what agree. does I suck. I get it. I get it. I get we it. We just can't, like. And so I'm one where I take notice when I watch, like, I guess, like, from the technical viewer point is when they went over there, they were wearing, what, maybe, like, those extra, extra, like, 12X large shirts and all that. Now they have design gear. Now they wear eye makeup and things like that. So that's what I see. And as someone who's been kind of overseas, to me, that's mind blown. Because you know there's someone in that country watching like, wow, this person saying horrible things about these women. Yeah. So I guess that's where it's like, oh, you're doing it. But I also agree with the things that you guys say as well. You know what I mean? Like I said, I'm not one of them who's like, but no, I definitely see positive in these at the same time because, yeah, you got to go get your bag and thing like that. But, like, you see the connections they have with those fans over there. And that's yeah, yeah. And you yeah, no, totally agree. Totally agree. And I think we all made valid points. I just I, – I take it from the standpoint of the, the chipping away at what is perceived as, like, negative history. You know, I'm – I'm a do as the Romans, you know, if you're in somebody else's house, you respect their rules. I totally get that. But, and, and the WWE is there one for the fans too to bring some levity into some joy into, into their, into their lives and into the, you know, into their, I can't say really their households. Cause I don't know if they broadcast it over there the same way, you know what I'm saying? But there's also, a piece of like that you could say social justice behind it and 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 there's symbolism within things that they could do there's little i mean like you just said they allowing them to at least wear eye makeup they're allowing them to not have their hair heads covered you know because if you're familiar with the faith only the husband's supposed to see what you you fully look like you know what i'm saying as far as the faith not necessarily the people, because there's probably there's mo- probably multiple multiple faith bases within there, which I, oh, yes. I, honestly, I honestly doubt too. But you get what I'm saying. I'm not looking at it like most people, especially in this country, do. If you're of that skin tone, you're Muslim, and that's it, which is ignorant as fuck. You know what I'm saying? But we all kind of know the inequities and the bad, what is perceived bad, or whatever, whatever. Again, just to cut my shit off. There's steps that others can make to just try to make more progress for the people of that country to maybe just give a little bit of symbolism of, hey, you know, you can make things change. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all. That's all. I'm not saying it is the WWE's responsibility, but if somebody wanted to speak up, it's all on the wrestlers. And I don't think the wrestlers want to lose those big ass paydays either. So, yeah, one man's comment. Saudi Prince, when the Saudi Prince is sending fifteen million dollars to you for one fucking show, I kind of have to show the fuck up. Yeah, that we could say that for nothing. That's insane. Like, whatever. And again, and again, I'm not trying to shit. You know, again, and it's it's a complicated subject because, you know, it's these people's religion, and it's 
freedom of religion and respecting people's religion and we're seeing things from like the american side they have their own ways and then i'll go on social media and i'll see like one of my favorites dakota kai she posted a photo dump of like her time there and she just looked like she was having so much fun and um taking pictures with like camels and she rode a camel and this was the pictures she posted were beautiful from all the places and the music and the colors and and everything and it's just like you know you're gonna sit here and be mad about it meanwhile they're over there and they're enjoying it like you know what i mean and i even think like and i even think like as far as the women that's a very good point because those first saudi shows i remember they had like the latex suit with a big ass big shirt ass over the suit. So it was like, <laughs> can't show, you can't show a curve anywhere. Man, and now man, listen. they're wearing, you know, their own full flesh outfits. They matched outfits and everything. So it's, you know, little progress here and there. So it's, yeah, it's, man, it I is will what never it is, man. It's a business transaction. I will never forget Juicy Drop wearing a t shirt that looked the size of mine. <laughs> I'll never forget that. But we didn't really want to roll. I, I apologize, yeah. y'all. Because again, I I like to give multiple aspects of perspectives and ways to look at things. And that's kind of just what we utilize that for. Again, I see both sides of everything. I see middle of shit that some people weren't looking at. You know what I'm saying? But what we did have to look at, unfortunately, not by our fucking choice, unless you're like me and stay the fuck away from Twitter. We saw the idiot Titan say some dumbass shit, Lou. I'm starting to I'm starting to come around on this fuck Twitter thing because it's just it, every day it's it's worse. It's not getting any better. I thought I fixed my timeline and it's it's not it's not working, bro. I'm still seeing dumb shit. So we should start a thing on this on this fucking show called like dumbass tweet of the week or or something. <laughs> that's actually funny. <laughs> because uh, again. Uh, so if you just allow me to go off here for like a minute or two, you know, Braun Strowman's come back to the company and like he's supposedly a face like he goes out there and he panders to the crowd and does his to every corner to get everybody to get up and do his stupid fucking double arm race shit. And he's supposed to be a good guy. You know, he, he wants these people to cheer for him. But then he goes on Twitter as soon as that. Ma- and again, literally. I thought that match was going to be garbage and it was actually a decent, a, a good, like a decently good match. You know, I, I was happy for Omas and whatever. Um, he goes on Twitter and he decides to post, Hey, Omas, can you believe we had match of the night, 47 and a half stars? Uh, we do it better than these. And, and it's just not verbatim. This is just what, what I remember because he deleted the tweet. Of course he did. Yeah. Um, he put a uh, 47 and a half stars. We do it better than all these flippity floppity wrestlers. And I'm like, you know what, man? I'm so fucking sick of people doing that shit. Like, first of all, the star rating is, is it is what it is. That's established by Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer has been doing this shit for like 50 years, bro. It is what it is. Um, Do I agree with all the star ratings? No, I don't. But for the most part, we do reference that on this show a little bit. But it's like, fam. You should be more grateful than anybody in in fucking wrestling. You were the man. Then you got fired for financial reasons. Had to go and control your fucking narrative out there. And that shit flopped. Talking about flops. That shit fucking went double wood. Nobody cared. And fucking you decided to talk all that shit about indie wrestlers and you get fired. Now you get your job back. 
they put you on the show. You ain't lost yet. They got you out there doing big things. And the first fucking thing you do when you get on a pay-per-view is the time to go back and take a shot at the Indeed, as you call it, flippy floppy. You are a fucking clown. You are a clown. And I will no longer cheer for you in anything that you do. And that's just how I feel. I'm yeah, a, I'm yeah. a fucker, Braun Strowman. Yeah, and he's just like, because you know what it is with me? I thought about this the other day when I read it. Because when I read it, I felt some way, right? Because it's like, hi, bro, like, I get it. You're trying to support the big man aspect. Cause, but then you throw in the dumbass comment, like, go bag groceries and this and that. And then it's like, you got, and then it's like your boys with probably 90% of the flippy floppy people, as you say, on the roster. And it's like, God, dude, like, you know what? It's just like. You can have your own personal comments in your head. I think we're all entitled to that. But God damn, bro, you have the potential to be this great person just in general. You just choose to be like a massive piece of shit about it. And then it's just like, then it's like, you know what, man? It's like Omos who has gotten so much better and he's getting there. And I think if he keeps probably, he's probably at the PC a lot. Like that dude's probably putting in work. He's probably on a high after this match. Like, I bet you they came back in through the curtain, dabbed each other up, Triple H, blah, 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 or a job Omos, AJ Styles probably mm-hmm. said, yo, you're getting so much better. And the publicity he's getting from this match is the dumbass opponent's comments. And that's what gets me pissed about it. It's like, yo, now Omos is tied to this because whenever people are going to think of this match in a week, two weeks, you're going to think, hey, and then Braun said those dumbass comments. You're not going to forget how Omos carried him. Omos sold the body slam good. Omos's ring talk got better. He spoke so well at the press conference. And now he's home with his family. Everything's in when it comes up, it's somehow in the conversation always gonna tie back to one dumb ass tweet because you're probably drunk on a plane home ride from Saudi Arabia. And that's a part of the problem within this is you're trying to keep it within the match. We're not. Nobody else is. Nobody else is even talking about the match anymore after this because the Titan Mm. made a Titanic fucking failure once again. This is a part of the reason why. And I've said it with y'all before we took over wrestling is trash. I've said it in conversations with y'all. I was a big fan of this guy. There was something about him where it was bringing back the big man again. And he not that he was able to even do the most, but he has a great look as a big man. He was a, for the most part, dominant uh, uh, looking big man until he opened his fucking mouth. Plain and simple. It was until he opened his mouth, then, not to bring it political again, but once again, you go and look up all the shit that he was saying about certain politics and things like that, because I'm a person who paid attention to that stuff by way of the Starfire podcast and just life in general. I paid attention to some of that stuff. Recently, politically, I've kind of waned off because the games that's been going on, but I digress on that. He slowly was becoming a piece of shit. I was like, all right, no, it was like this. All right, I could keep the political side here. Wrestle a guy. I yeah. still like this dude. Like until, I like Braun, but fuck Adam. It until no, not not even because it was like it, he was it was still kind of coming out under Braun. So it was like, okay, 
Political Braun stays over here. Wrestler Braun stays here. I didn't know who Adam Shear was until he had to control his narrative because he was, then he started to pop all that shit about indie wrestlers, AKA your coworkers. Because once again, and you of WWE talent, you are an independent, you were an independent contractor under Vince McMahon. So guess what? Independent contractor, you technically are a fucking indie wrestler by name also. But I'm playing semantics right now with that one. So <laughs> when he got to talking shit about the indie wrestlers at the beginning of the pandemic, I was completely done. Com because what piece of shit move is that? To where you shitting on the lower person to then, hey, guess what? Here's your walk-in papers. Now you are one of them. Because you're not worth the money you think you're worth, too. Mm -hmm. Facts. Booking fees was ridiculous. Ridiculous, and some people booked them. They made the appearance. Um, was it before ROH closed his doors? Yeah, they, they made the final battle. Yeah, they made the appearance there, and that was before the control your narrative shit. Then um, he made a couple other appearances here and there. You know, good, you got your money, whatever. But guess what? You had to live the same fucking indie life that everybody else did, that you were just shitting on. And then you went to control your narrative, which became it felt what felt like from the outside a right wing cesspool of unvaxxed wrestlers who just wanted to beat their chest, like you know the Saturdays are for the boys, January sixth type people. That's the vibe that that company gave off, and that's why I never. It sounded cool at first. I never supported the bullshit, not a single day. Seeing the names of the jokers that was in it, but. You, sir, became the biggest piece of shit because of what you was talking about with the Indies. And then you get, you unfortunately get your fucking job back with the WWE and go right back to the bullshit. Right back to the bullshit. Yeah, right back to the, bullshit. the funniest then, thing of all. And then they said that there's certain names, like the ones I can remember in the WWE backstage, Ali was like almost like clapping back. Even Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho, Ricochet, right? Like, there's a bunch of other names that was clapping back at this dude that probably caused him to do what Lou said to delete the tweet because, uh, hey, guess what, though? People got screenshots. You're fucking yeah, But the last thing I want to say before we move on or if someone wants to finish real quick is you get bully vibes from him. And the reason I say that is because a big boy cannot deny his big boy, big dude, strong dude. Can't deny that. Physically, you can't, right? My man, if you remember... In 2018, there was a triple threat match with him, Kane, and Brock Lesnar. And my man came in way <laughs> too hot. He came in hot. Fucking hit Brock with a real knee to the face, who's an actual fighter. Didn't really flinch that much, right? My man Brock gets up, hits him with one right hand. My man falls right on his fucking ass. Right? So it's like, yo, you'll talk your shit to these indie wrestlers or whatever because they're smaller. Almost everyone in the world smaller than you. And then even technically, I think he weighs more than Brock. I think he's actually bigger than Brock. But when Brock said, hey, bitch, slow the fuck down, right? You see that you hear it in the match, I think. Yeah. Where you mount it. He fucking, uh, boom, right in his face and drops his ass right yeah. to the ground. And it's like, Wait. all right, dog. Like, you want to play, but the second you step up and someone bites back, your ass ends up on, literally on your ass. Learn this weight and size just doesn't matter sometimes. No, no, it doesn't. Let's remember because if the quick aside is 
Do you remember the size of the person that dropped Suge Knight? Ooh, he was he, exactly. He was like a five foot nine. They said yeah. five foot something. Little dude, short, stocky, but little dude rocked the big six foot four, six foot five. Should Knight's ass. Logan Paul was a one lucky shot. Yeah, the one lucky one. It's called. I wanted to say Lou. It's called anybody can get it. Yeah, oh yeah. Her hands are ready to eat for everybody. Yeah, but enough of that. Piece but of um. Nah, but the thing is that the um and just to wrap it up, um the the funniest part to me is because I, I mentioned he deleted his tweet. He deleted his tweet because half his fucking company came after his ass. People, Mustafa Ali came after his ass. Will Osprey came after him. Chris Jericho came after him. I think even even it. in the even in the sub tweets, people were from the company were putting tweets in there. I didn't look at all of them because I was just like done with it. But then he fucking he deletes it and then he posts another tweet about some. 27 stars and he's like come on guys take a joke and i go ah yes of course my that's my favorite thing on twitter when somebody says something completely <laughs> fucking asinine and they get shit on and they go oh i was just joking yeah yeah you were joking yeah that was, that was triple h telling him to fix himself he, triple h was like, hey, you know bud, you know triple shut h. The fuck up, please. you know triple h catches vibes of that he's gonna say some shit to him you know what i mean exactly like, and like, that's here <laughs> you know who else Triple H said to shut the fuck up to? <laughs> yeah. What Dan wants to talk about. He said, oh boy, I, <laughs> well, I, I only want to talk about once again, y'all know I can't watch Raw because I don't have USA Network, but good old TikTok. I, I pretty much watched the whole episode via TikTok by people's clips because everybody from the WWE and the TikTok, they all Every person in Wrestle Talk talks about the same moments here and there. Only a few people give proper analysis, in my opinion, good analysis in what went on. Like, for instance, one of them, real quick, <clears throat> one of them, real quick, let me find the homie's video. I tell you, man, stop, stop engaging with these subhumans, bro. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, 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 oh. That part, Lou, that part, Lou, got settled because. It was a discussion. It was no beef. It was no no animosity. Yeah, I wasn't just, even. I wasn't even flipping. I wasn't. Even yeah, I don't even. Out. I don't know, dude. I don't know, dude. But I just go off of my my Twitter thing, and it's just like I I told you. I've got one day. I'm gonna screen record my phone, and I'm gonna go into my Twitter drafts. So I'm gonna show you how many drafts I have in there that I was typing shit, and then I was like, "What the fuck? What am I doing?" And I exit out. Like, why am I even responding to this shit? It's like you, we, you just gotta and stop, bro. You know what to do. You gotta cleanse the uh, algorithm or whatever they say, because I only see positive shit from both sides of fan bases. I only like the positive shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying, bro, but it's no. But when when I find this video, yeah. when I find the proper video, you'll see that well, like the kid. One thing, one thing I want to just highlight from last night. I know it didn't get talked about, and it might have done not the greatest. We aren't saying, but hey, congrats me again. Coming back, Keith Lee giving her some love as well. You know, that was cool. Siding with those. See, we'll see where it goes. I just want to say, you know, congrats. Getting you that check. Makes me think I thought she was gonna go to AEW. She just I not like in a shit way reason. I just thought, oh like yo, yeah. her husband's there. Kind of I just, I was expecting that. That's why when I saw her last night, it wasn't oh my god, this person's back. It's like, Oh, you're here. I thought you'd be there. Yeah. You know? And it's good for her, you know what? Because when she, they had her come out with that fucking goofy ass mask and in that retribution shit. 
<laughs> I was like, bro, you have me AM in NXT with this fucking cool gimmick of like this OG. Um, she called herself, what did she call herself? NXT? The head um, daddy in charge? The uh, head bitch in charge. Yeah, she was the HBIC. And she like, you know, she came out with the bat. She just looked like a bad bitch and she was going out there doing bad bitch shit. Then you call her up and you put a mask on that face. Like, why would you do that? Mm, yeah. But yeah, let me shout out to the, the young homie. Uh, YT underscore. Well, he goes to T.O. Sells fourth four. I know he's a young podcaster too. But this kid, though, like I, I will say, young dude, but makes solid observational points about professional wrestling. And he's talking about the decision making behind uh, Theory, Austin Theory, and dropping the money in the bank briefcase. That's everything, but Austin Theory. The way that they did that tonight was just <clears throat> honestly unacceptable. And I think, and I think everybody, everybody around Russell Hall just shares the same sediment that that just wasn't a way to do it. Hey, having Austin Theory cashing on Braun Breaker would have been a better way of getting that money to make off of Theory. You had Theory cash in on Seth Rollins. A mid, not only is a mid-card title, it was an open challenge for, for a mid-card title. title. And the and bell, bell never rung, rung for Bobby and Seth. So we're listening. So listen, all Austin Theory had to do was go just in go there in there and just wait for the referee, for the referee to ring the bell. It's an open challenge. Cash in on an open, open challenge. challenge. And then the fact that, that we had, had this man win the money, the money in the bank. When there, there were so, so many other people that could have used it and could have needed it. And this, this is what we do with him. This is what we do with money in the bank. Pressure. And on that point there, if y'all see on the side real quick, when he said there were so many other people that we could have used it on, yada, yada. To me, that was like thinking quickly deleting the fact that, wait, Vince McMahon put him in this position. And as I said in the comments, plans clearly changed when Vince got fired. I'm saying most wanted that money off money in the bank uh, briefcase off of him anyway, by any means necessary. Now, not to rehash the conversation, but from most fans, especially y'all from the Twitter space, did not want to see Austin Theory with that money in the bank briefcase, right or wrong? Right. Yeah. You know what? Right. <laughs> um, that dude, because I um, I haven't I didn't watch that video beforehand. That dude made a very fucking astute point. They should have, with everything that's going on with Roman Reigns and the way they've treated Austin Theory, Thanks. they should have had him cash in on Braun Breaker and take the title off Braun Breaker. Move Braun Breaker ass up to Raw and have Austin Theory be your fucking champion on NXT for a while. Right. And that could have been. Because that. that was flirting around. Bro. I'm all in on that, bro. But that sounds that, great. Because that would have been the perfect way to make him the face that Vince envisioned. And he could still come on Raw. He could still come on Raw and SmackDown with the belt and be like, ah, look at this shit. I got my belt. Fuck all y'all. Exactly. Like, like, if you want a piece of this, come down here and get it. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, you know, and the reason I consider this a Triple H L is because, so if you know, Triple H was the one who signed him to NXT and all that. So Triple H likes this dude. So unless he's got some crazy backstage heat where he's like, yo, fuck you, we're taking this bitch off you. I know, we all know, Triple H is created enough 
enough to think of it. Like, it's not like there's the rumors Money in the Bank might come back at Mania, which I'm cool with. You know what I mean? Get rid of that pay-per-view, bring it there. Yeah, but yeah. even, like, let me, I'll throw this idea to you guys at the end, and then someone can answer it and take it from there. But it's like, I don't know, you could have, like you said, you could have just had, Roman's probably going to have a match at War Games, right? And they're projecting five on five and the bloodlines on the poster. You could have had him unsuccessfully cash in there. You could have had him do it after his match he's probably going to have at the Rumble. But that's why I'm like, ah, like, whatever. I don't care. It's off. I really don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Triple H doesn't think he's champion in 365 days. That's fine. That's his call. But it's like, I don't know. But what would you guys have thought about if they were to bring Money in the Bank back at Mania and Austin still had it the day after Mania, but now you have two Money in the Banks? You can have that question, Lou, because I, I don't want to derail off of where I wanted to go uh, with that. Go ahead. Because you could make that interesting. Um, I think I think that, I'm, I'm just thinking about them now having two money in the bank briefcase. So Austin Theory run cash in his money in the bank briefcase win, and then the other motherfucker run yeah. out with the briefcase and cash it in on Austin. Get the yeah, fuck yeah, out of here. Yeah. I think the I think the briefcase in itself only has like a 365 day lifespan. I'm I think I heard that somewhere. Yeah, at it some point. Which is what event July 2nd. Yeah, I think I heard that at some point that it only lasts up until the next pay-per-view or whatever. So um, and thank God, because we imagine that Vince would have had three fucking money in the bank briefcase <laughs> run around at the same time if that was the fucking case. But my thing with Austin Theory, and, and again, I don't want to spend too much time talking about homeboy, but like, you know, again, what Nick was saying, I posted that in the chat where like, why couldn't you just have Austin Theory just be a little like a little fucking net, like a little shoe fly? Who's so fucking annoying with that briefcase? Every time Roman Reigns showed up somewhere, Austin Theory was there. Just like MJF is hanging out in the rafters, watching Moxley and shit. You could have had Austin Theory doing the same shit. I got this briefcase. I got this briefcase. I got this briefcase. And then, in one of these matches that Roman has, you have him cash in after Roman wins, and then you have a little five-minute match afterwards where Roman, you know, he gives him a little bit. He bumps a little bit for Austin Theory. Austin Theory gets some offense in, but he gets taken out with that Superman punch or the guillotine, and and that's it, and he loses it. Then you're like, okay, well, the motherfucker tried, but he almost could have pulled it off, but he he didn't because it's Roman Reigns. And, and then from there, you can continue to build this guy up. But, like, especially because how do you try to cash in the fuck? I don't understand, bro. Somebody gonna have to explain to me why he tried to cash in for the U.S. title, a belt that he just had. He just had that belt. Why are you trying to cash in for the U.S. title, bro? Well, blame it, <laughs> blame it on the, blame it on the writing, blame it on the storytelling, yeah, blame somebody, it on Roman's, blame it on Roman's contract that he doesn't have to wrestle as much nor show up to anything as much. So hey, he deserves that. We all said when that. You, well, yeah, this is true. It's not a, it's, it has nothing to do with that. It has to just to do with where do you find the proper opportunity? Yeah, you guys mentioned valid points, you know what I'm saying? But it just, it, it, it would feel like, okay, he just popped up again. Okay, he just popped up again. Where it's like you want that briefcase to actually be a story. But again, Vince was his... The, the key, I, I would say, I'll say the key benefactor behind theory in even having the briefcase 
what should have been the run that he was supposed to try to eventually get with with said briefcase. And unfortunately, with Vince's departure, it all went to shit. And so this, to me, was the way that they had to salvage moving on from that storyline. Because to be honest with you, like Lou said earlier, they got to just let him sit down for a minute and repackage, readjust everything with him. Because it it feels like it all fell flat. Though the boy is nice. Like, I'm not. I I like him. That's why I'm so like. I like him. He's nice. But you gotta now fall back. Yeah, he gotta disappear for a while. He gotta disappear straight up. I, I'm just so irritated now because I love that fucking idea of him cashing in on Braun Breaker, bro. That's a perfect thing. That's a perfect fucking story. Especially bro. when you're trying to bring NXT back to like not black and gold. You know what I mean? They have the new. Yeah, but at least you're trying to you trying to put some shine on it, bro. I just I don't I don't understand, bro. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but the, the last point, the last point I want to go in on this, I'm trying to find the uh, yes, my bad, y'all. I'm trying to find the other video from the homie, uh, the homie T Wall. <laughs> is this a piece of comedy that my man put together? You, you'll be able to feel the sarcasm, y'all. But uh, this just adds on to the legacy of Triple H. And if you want to say in the Triple H era to WWE, this is one of his first major L's, but. My man makes a, a a roundabout point of how Triple H is great at quote unquote burying people, but in a funny ass way. Look at Jerry gonna do next. Oh, nephew, you wonder what's coming next? You definitely got that next part right. <laughs> Since I have been on this app, I've been telling y'all for over a year that Triple H buried Booker T. Here's the proof right here. Y'all think. <laughs> Undertaker had his 30 years of glory. Now, Undertaker stole his gimmick from Triple H. He's buried way more than Undertaker. I mean, this was on epic proportions. He buried him, he gave him the threefold burial. Oh, y'all haven't heard of the threefold burial? First, he made him look real dumb by cashing it in to get the U.S. title. That's like Jack and the Beanstalk, though. Like, mama sent you, sent you to town with a cow and you come back with magic beans. That's what, he, that's what he just did. And at least Jack, and at least Jack got, got a golden hand. He did not get so then, so then when that was enough, he went he up went against, against a, a hurt champion. champion. He had a competitive match at court. court. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, Triple, Triple H, H is a, a castle when it comes to burying people. But you see, that but wasn't, that wasn't enough, enough Triple H. Triple H, H had, had to take a step forward to go ahead and complete this. That's, that's a problem with a lot of people. A lot of people don't complete the job, but Triple H, he completes the job. I mean, that beating that he took was on epic levels. Like, Lashley just... Took, took away any ounce of masculinity that he had. Prize can go out, Coco word, dissipation on him, give him a slap for good measure after he knocked him out. This I'm gonna stop it right there because that reference might be too old for any for some people listening, depending on who's listening. But if y'all remember, you go back, look up Coco Beware or when he was Coco Ware against the Patriot. I could pull that up, but we're not going in on that tonight. But you want to talk about <laughs> it looked like Coco went into business for himself, but it was really to send a message and he laid into that motherfucker. <laughs> but that was just a little piece of comedy on how, hey, Triple H ain't perfect, y'all. I'm sorry. The little four-month romantic, you know, honeymoon that y'all had is starting to wane off. No, I wouldn't say that. No, so shut, shut, your, shut your, I will mute your positive ass up now. No, you're just throwing in your anti-WWE hate. 
I'm gonna do it right now, Nick. See, you're muted. Oh, but anyway, I got some fire for your ass on you some tribalism shit you did last you wanna, week. You want to know what's funny though? You want to know what's funny? Wow. Though? I, I I made sure I clicked it while he wasn't talking, so that was actually a very powerless <laughs> yeah, move. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're listening but, to this in podcast form, you missed nothing when you I clicked missed it. the first mute. <laughs> That I know of on wrestling stretch. Wow, it happened. Nah, it wasn't. It wasn't because B Rob caught me several times back in the day. He oh, took me off screen and everything. I don't even know why, but it is what it is. But just point is, is again, we can romanticize Vince is gone still, but guess what? There is going to be bumps in the road. This just happened to be a very big one. And we'll yeah, and point. again, Austin Theory's got a long career, man. He, he's very built, long. Fucking built like a Mack truck. He's like 15 years old. But he's, speaking he's of forever, speaking of built like Mack trucks, Lou Samoans are built like fucking man. Listen, like they they are built like nothing else. <laughs> and and this week, as you brought from the question last week, and I said, yo. We got chill because this is content right here. You asked the question Has there been any Samoan flops in professional yes. wrestling? And I've actually I've thought about it for a while because obviously with this, you know, right now Samoans are fucking killing it. Obviously in WWE, they're killing it. I don't I don't think there's any Samoans in AEW, but you know, we all know uh their hand extends throughout the wrestling like community worldwide um so it's just i i I was thinking about it and i was just like i couldn't really think of of of, a bad well i can think of one and i hate to point her out all the time because i've done it before and i really hate to do it but besides her um i couldn't really think of a bad Samoan wrestling off the top of my head. Like everyone that I was thinking of, uh, immediately I went to all my favorites, you know. But then I was trying to think, I'm like, where have I seen a bad one? And I'm like trying to think. I I didn't until we decided to make this a, a an episode and we did the research and I found a dude who I dude, this guy, when I saw his picture, I was like, I forgot that this motherfucker existed. Like I rem- when I saw him, I said, "Oh, that's right. He was doing this and that and the other with this one." Completely forgot that this dude existed, bro. But doing the research now, we'll get into him later on. That he'll he'll be my one flop, because honestly, I can't think of. I got one for men and one for women. Yeah, there there weren't really too too many. You know what I mean? Like I had to actually do some research when like going into this because, as we said before, this heritage and just everything Samoan and massive humans like, oh, you're Samoan, you're getting over. You know what I mean? And just just in case there's any Samoans watching who are on this list, if if, please don't take any offense to anything I'm saying, don't come looking for me. (laughs) Go looking for somebody else. Don't come looking for me. I love all of y'all. But no, but like I, it was definitely difficult to try to find a quote unquote bad one, to be honest with you. And like, this is, to be honest, this wiki page that I pulled up has 
the most extensive list, which is very short, yeah. of Samoan wrestlers. And and as as looking into, and I was trying to dig, 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 dig. You know what I'm saying? And and try to find first and foremost, just to clarify, people, there is a difference between many of Pacific Islanders out there. Yep. <laughs> you know, just like how. You know, take it to a place like Jamaica where if you are of Asian descent, everybody's calling you Mr. Chin. Whether yeah. you're Chinese, Japanese, whatever, whatever. You yeah, know, you bring it, you bring it to old school New York, look. You bring it to old school New York, right? And if you were if you were brown and you spoke and you spoke Spanish, you were Mexican. Yeah. Everybody thought you was Mexican. This ain't the same when it comes to Pacific Islanders because we definitely kind of got things confused too. When one of the first names we thought of, I know I thought of, I know Lou, you mentioned you thought yep. of the great Haku or Ming. I wanted to talk about him so bad, and then I was what so the- dejected when I found he's Tongan. And then let's keep, and then I had to look up the other folks that are in Japan, which is mostly his kids and relatives. Yeah. Almost all the people of the Pacific Islands are mostly Tongan. Yeah. In New Japan. Yeah, I wanted so to talk that. about Ming. I want to talk about Ming, and I want to talk about Hikuleo. And I'm like, fuck, man! They, I didn't know they were in Samoa. And I father, thought they were father, son, hey, father, son. You know what I'm saying? Uh, people will be like, yo, but what about... Nope, Jimmy Snooker, well, actually was very American, but is of Hawaiian descent, yep. you know? Uh, but then you got, like, the Jimmy Snookers who are married into the family. Uh, Naomi, who is... Naomi, who is not... Uh, who is not Samoan, but is married to the NOIE family. So she's in the quote-unquote bloodline. Yeah. And we're not talking about the bloodline storyline. Yeah, we're talking you know, about actual bloodlines. Action, action, yes, actual blood from the islands or born over here, but with the same descent. I.e., right. like one of my favorites right now, Jacob Fatu. Jacob Fatu absolutely yeah. is like this list here: Alpha, Noie, Lance, Noie, Lloyd. This, Alpha, NOIE, this Jr. list actually made me really smile. This list, this list made me smile really big. Because it brought back a childhood memory. So I was looking at this list and I clicked on the name. I was like, who's Emily Dole? And I clicked on Emily yeah. Dole. Mount Fiji from fucking gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Do you yep. know how much I used to love that fucking show when I was a kid? Absolutely. Bro? One of my here. favorite characters on that show. I don't even remember her name, but she had on like a, a dress and a Jason mask. And they used to bring this bitch out in a cage. She used to they used to bring this bitch out in a cage and she had a chain around her neck and she wore a Jason mask and a um like a like a very girly dress. And she was like, bro, that, that show I, I just started smiling because I was like, God damn, bro, I used to fucking watch that shit every Saturday religiously. I would wake up to watch that show. So yeah, it's man. nice to know that she's one of the Samoans. So she's definitely in my favorites list. Wait, uh... yeah, I don't have a favorites list because, like I said, I was trying to. I, mean, you I was really, and I think it's pretty much going to be universal with all of us who the who the favorites are. Like, but honestly. here's my thing. Here's my thing, and, and I'm gonna say it like this. Let me drop this. Uh, let me drop that thing. But I'm gonna say it like this because, again, Star Five Podcast covering sports at times. We're trying to wing 
a little we're trying to mix sports in with other stuff nowadays because uh, we want to broaden our reach but um i've started to take the stance behind professional sports and stuff and stop saying that these people who are at the upper echelons of these sports are bums they suck they might have sucked for the moment but they are only they are one of only a few hundred to a few thousand people to ever do or achieve those heights mm-hmm. you know now there are if we were talking of different culturals and backgrounds i know i could find more that i could say were quote unquote bus but with a pool so small i i can't i the name and i'm gonna say the name i'm sorry i'm from burying the lead most people think of tamina Mm-hmm. Straight up and down, right? Most people think of Tamina, but Jeez. Tamina is at heights that other women dream that they could be at. I'm Does sorry, she bro. still need I'm improvement? Absolutely. But go I'm ahead. Sorry, <laughs> she's never she's never held a singles championship. She's been in the company for fucking 37 years. Never done it for me. And she still cannot do a fucking top rope splash. She tries, and it is a fucking atrocious every time that she does it. She nothing that she does looks good, and I hate to do this. I hate to do this because I always preface it with I can't do it, so I shouldn't be critiquing. But every time I see her in the ring, I just want to fucking get up and leave, I, I, and I mean leave the house. Not even leave the room. I just want to leave the house. Because I'm like, whenever there's like a surprise opponent and I hear her fucking music and she comes out with that fucking leather jacket, I just like... Or just like... Why, bro? Why? I enjoyed her in Team Bad because you had Sasha and you had Naomi. So, you know, it worked as she's as as the enforcer. But, bro, when she gets in that... I sound like fucking Vince Russo. I hate that fucking shit. Yeah. Making me Come say, on, bro. Come on, bro. You know what? Be bro, nicer than that, bro. Bro, bro, bro. But it's but yeah, funny. Just, Tamina is just everything's just so predictable, bro. Because uh, they've done five women's rumbles, right? Here's the rumble. And her music hits. Oh, here we go. Larger than life, or however they word her, comes in, does a few super kicks, and then boom. Gone. They never yeah. even get with distance. Same thing, five minutes. Or, like, she kind of had that little run with Natty when they were the women's tag champs. But the second they came back to live crowds, that kind of died really quick. Um, I think she was over at one point for, like, three weeks. Uh, <laughs> fans, and then that died. But And it's like, ah, you come. But it's crazy. I want to low-key want to know how much she makes. Because she's not on TV weekly, but... She's been there since, what, like 2009, I think she debuted. Yeah. And it's funny because you would think, ah, they probably going to get rid of her soon. But oh, I thought every time. But She's not going nowhere. They got rid of Nia Jax. I mean, Nia Jax is not technically not Samoan. She's always no, on the she road. Is she is Samoan. Is she Samoan? I thought she was Hawaiian. No, no, no. Half- I, as, I, as I corrected myself in our group chat, okay. she is of Samoan and German descent, but was okay. born in Hawaii. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, well, Nia Jax is another one. <laughs> nope. You ain't going to talk but about she, I would put her more on the uh, dangerous side 
where, you know, Tamina is just terrible, for lack of a better word. Uh, at least I've enjoyed some things Nia Jax does, but she is terribly unsafe. So uh, I didn't have her on my list, but yeah, again, I, I just I'm just gonna get all the Tamina shit out now. So that I never have to talk about her again. I swear to God, I will never trash Tamina again on this podcast. It's yeah, I'm, I'm view, through with it tonight. The views and opinions of Lou from the BX are only yeah. those from Lou from the BX and not those representing everyone on the Wrestle on the Trash podcast. It's all about the everything. Blame it on this show. Because I could dig it. I could dig it, Nick. I could dig it. I could dig it. So many people have been saying it for years. But again, she still got a job there. I th- I, I'm sure that her job probably is like helping in the back develop some of the women. And yeah, stuff she's like on that. the road every week. Right. Yeah. So it's there's, some, there's something there besides being a part of royalty. She must, she must, she must be back there. And she must be getting to the cooking. Or something, she must make some bomb ass fried chicken or some fucking or something back there and and fucking she must have her own fucking table back there. She must make some bomb brownies or some cookies or or something. What about bro? And then she got a free house. You saw the rock bought her the house. You see that video on Instagram? Yeah, when it bought her a house, like she can't afford a house. As as Lou just said, he's the one that twenty-one dollars an hour over there in WWE. He makes the rocks cheat meal cookies, so that's what she got in turn. Hey, well, she she's been nah, trying she and busting her ass for years, yeah. and your billionaire your billionaire family member hooked her up. I ain't mad at that, but I ain't mad at her either. I like I like her. I can see why people have their things about her, but again, just because of the pool was so small, I just I did you know? There's some that didn't make it, you know, like. Can would would people say like a Rosie, rest in peace, was a bust? Yeah. I get now, the fuck no, out of no, here. No, 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 I no, I didn't say he was. No, I'm not saying you said that. You said people I, said I, that. I, I no, I didn't say people. I said, could people say that he oh. was? And I was going to immediately go say no yeah. because the first image that I pulled up of him was the superhero in training. Yeah, him and her segway, had a run. Which segue which side note. Side note, Nikki Cross and the almost a superhero gimmick was just done in the wrong era. Yeah. Because yeah, if you think old. about if you think about it, it was that was and people tried to say, oh no, they gave no, she brought that to them to try to pull mm-hmm. off. Yeah. And became champion with it. But it wasn't for you, 26-year-old who don't wear deodorant. It was for the kids. And the incel, dirty, don't wash their ass fan was the one that was the most pissed off about it. They finally got rid of it because the fans didn't want to push it because Mm. fuck that. I like, you know, I like my meaty men slapping meat and I like my skinny, skinny, super skinny, flat women over, you know. But anyway, they really it's it's hard to pick some. Like you could, you know, we'd have to really go back through some of these names and who did not make the, the WWF or E. And that's at the thing. The no, There's everybody so, did something somewhere. That's the thing. They're so Samoans are so like they're integral to the wrestling industry and they're so 100%. talented that it's like, look at all these fucking names on here. And, and I I mean, again, 
I would. I found one name on the male side who I guess. Do you want me to do that now, or are we like, you know what I mean? Uh, I found one dude who I could could consider to be a flop. Who? Um, his name is Afa Anoa'i Jr. Now in WWE, listen to the fucking nerve of Vince McMahon. What he named this guy. So his name is Afa Anoa'i Jr. Bro, listen to the nerve of Vince McMahon. This motherfucker's name was Mai Tai Anoa'i Jr. That was his ring name, Mai Tai And there was another one called the Tahitian Kid. Yeah. Like, listen. So this guy, um, the son of Afa, and his first match on the main roster was uh, he wrestled on main event and he lost to Jim Duggan. Okay. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. This was in like 2007, I think. So this guy, he he had did some stuff with um, Ted DiBiase Jr. and Sr., which led into the whole legacy thing with Randy Orton. He worked with them for a little bit, and that's where I remembered him because he was kind of like the enforcer of uh, um, Cody Rhodes. Uh, no, Ted DiBiase's kid. Uh, what the fuck is first? Ted DiBiase Jr., right? That's his thing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he was kind of like the enforcer, and he actually went and he actually beat up CM Punk, and uh, he had a little thing with Kofi also. But this dude, basically in 2009, disappeared. They released him, and they released him, and they were straight up like, yeah, backstage issues. And then it turns out that Randy Orton put something out somewhere where he said that this dude, um, he just feels like he doesn't have to pay dues. And he has a serious backstage attitude, and they released him off into the wild. And he did. After that, he hit the independence. Apparently, he's still wrestling. So this says 2009 to present. I don't know where the fuck this guy is. I haven't seen him anywhere. Uh, it said in 2009 he went to World Extreme Wrestling, whatever the fuck that is. Um, and his in late 2010, he had a match in Belgian Catch Wrestling Federation. I heard of that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and that was in 2010, bro. So that's 12 years ago. But it says he's still active. So it's, it's just I. It's just funny that that dude is in that family with that name, and he's trained by Alpha, and that's the career he had in WWE. Literally, like. Two three years, you know, and he you know out of there. Me too. Is this shit's never gonna end? Because think about right now, right right now, you got your first with uh, the Rock's daughter, Ava, with the Ava Rain. That's her, right? She just yeah. did her debut. But even outside that, like the initial blood bloodline, right? You got Roman, and then the Usos and Solo. There's four of them there, right? Roman's got what five kids? I think he has two sets of twins and another one. And then Jimmy has, I think he and his brother both have two kids. Solo's probably going to have a kid. Between all those kids, whether it's forced, because, like, yo, you don't have a job, you need to do something, get into wrestling. Or you can't get a job, you didn't get that job at Walmart, motherfucker. Start wrestling, bro. Start yeah, taking bumps. Or because or they just love the sport, you know what I mean? Like, the rock star did it because she just loved it. Like, it's never going to end. Yeah, but these motherfuckers have a lot of kids, and they keep having a lot of kids, and, and their when, kids have a lot of kids. <laughs> and when you think about it like that, again, as I called them before, they're royalty to the WWFE. Yep. 
once those kids, if they choose to train, you are good. You got a job. Yep. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like that's fucking that's that's generational wealth right there. That's can generational wealth. Can you imagine these kids are gonna are gonna come up and they're gonna be trained by Roman Reigns and Jimmy and Jay Uso? Like that's who's gonna train them. Like that's fucking nuts. At home. Those kids are gonna be fucking superstars. And then when you think about it too, now we could have clicked their names to see who the trainers are, but most of them were either uh, you know, the generation above them were some were trained by Alpha Seeker, some yeah. were trained by Peter Maivia. Jimmy and Jay, you could think of they had their daddy right there. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 ridiculous how rich that their bloodline truly is. And that's why even again, Yoko. What nobody could ever forget. Yeah, no, not, not in that aspect. And what's rest, funny, what's funny about Yoko is that I could have sworn up until I was, he was Japanese. I don't know how old. I thought that motherfucker was Japanese, bro. I thought that was a goddamn sumo wrestler. So they got me. Have you guys I mean, seen that WWE icon thing they did on him? That was great, man. That was yeah, great. Man. I actually woke up to it the other day and it was on because I Yoko was one of my favorites when I first started watching, and it's just like but even then, like he got into it. You know, I think they say in the thing, like wrestling wasn't what he wanted to do. He loved it, but he didn't want to do it. You know what I mean? Like it's just crazy. And like how we said the training aspect, and now who's gonna be training them? And then it's like it's just like when like it's just it's just nuts how it all goes down. Like Dick were the did the Usos always want to wrestle or solo? Like Roman obviously had aspirations of playing football and then he got sick, so it didn't happen. But then he went there. You know what I mean? The Rock didn't, even though he's like, whatever, well, the my idea. And then, like, when you watch Young Rock, when I was watching that, like, they talk about, like, the Peter Maivia's wife was just like, yeah, you're going to go uh, back to the city. You're going to go to New York and work with Vince. Like, just like that, like, Dan said, like, yo, like, if these kids of the offsprings of the Usos and all that want to wrestle, they have a job. They're going to get signed to the PC. Like it's and it's, and, and it's such a great thing to 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 watch wrestling for so many years and to see like how these guys have evolved, especially like Roman when Roman first came out of NXT, um, and then especially for me, especially it's the Usos. Like when the Usos first came out, you know they were doing the face paint and the haka and the colorful shorts and the no shoes, and for them to go from that to the Uso penitentiary shit. Cause that, I think that's my, I like the bloodline stuff, but that Uso penitentiary shit, that, that is my favorite version of the Usos, bro. That music, when they came out and cut those promos, you feel that going down your back, Uso? That's not paranoia. That's the, ooh, fuck, I even forgot what the fuck he said, but. Anyway, it's not paranoia. Leave it there. It's not paranoia yet. That whole Uso penitentiary shit, it was just, that whole shit was fire, bro. Um, I just the, just the build up to where they are now, man. It's fucking amazing. Those dudes are the shit. Um, you can't take anything away from those dudes, man. But even ones we're not talking about because he's not part of the bloodline. But even like Samoa Joe, you know, what I mean, he's I don't know his life situation, every time, every time I, and things like that. But he's gonna eventually train people if he already has yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like it's just he's not. training people. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's just nuts. Like, everywhere. The Samoans are everywhere. And then I think I just read. Let me pull up the article while you guys um, talk. But I think one of them, there is a uh, Samoan 
like a now Anawaii family. Uh, yeah, right here. The Usos brother, Seif, Sefa Fatu. Uh, it says T's is joining. My bad, everyone. So T's is joining AEW, but I think they, I think some of them have actually wrestled there too. They're everywhere. <laughs> right. And again, to think of it from such a concentrated base, from such a not that large of an island either. Like there's two separate pieces that are right next to each other, but they're not, they're, it's not like huge places that is, you're, you're a farm that produces. The West Coast is California from the Bay Area and all that. Fucking, you produce monster football players. You produce the greatest family in professional wrestling history. I wonder like, if I wonder if they um they train non Samoans. I wouldn't think they do. Because I'm, I sure, can't, I'm I thinking, sure they do. Because as I look, well, I was thinking shows, to myself, can you fucking imagine, bro? Like. If yeah, Yoko. Like imagine if you decided to go to a wrestling school and you end up going to a fucking Afa Seekers goddamn dojo, where them Samoans gotta beat the shit out of you and fucking mold your ass like a right. piece of clay. That's gonna be some. I I know the heart dungeon is some grueling shit, but bro, I can't imagine going to a goddamn Samoan dojo and trying to. The Wild Samoans Training it. Academy is the name of the place that I just looked up. You mentioned Yokozuna. Once again, rest in peace to Rodney and Hawaii. Uh, uh, he was, as I'm looking for, trained by Alpha. <laughs> Rakishi trained by, let's see, where does it say? It doesn't give. Yeah, Rikishi was always names. one of my favorites, bro. As, as I've always been a big dude. So to see like some dude Did that you? big, the way he can move, man, he's so fast for like the, his size. It's incredible, bro. I was a fan of it. Were you guys a fan of him when he had like, you know, when he was aligned with Triple H and he had the theme, like, I'm a bad man? Like, do you remember that? Like, from like 2000, 2001, like when he wasn't doing the dance and stuff? Shit, I don't even remember. Yeah, I, I, I I know it. I know it happened. I was more of a fan of the dance. That Damn, still I don't even remember that. Yeah, it, it was two thousand for sure. Because I remember Survivor Series two thousand. I think he fought Austin after I did this. I'm, I'm gonna look that up. I'm gonna yeah, see Survivor that Series two thousand. I know he had that theme. He came with the Batman and he had the sledgehammer. I oh, did shit. it for the Rock. I did it for the Rock. <laughs> when the Rock made and I did it for the people. Steve Weisers, listen to some Backstreet Boys. And on that note, we done. We got me. We got to protect Lou at all costs now because that fine ass Tamina might come and kick his ass. I will gladly lay here and wait for that beating because I ain't say nothing about her not being attractive. I said right. she's. <laughs> It all works out. Wrestling trash gets spotlighted. We're good. We need it to happen. Yeah. <laughs> wrestler, that's TMZ reports. Wrestler attacks podcaster. Wrestling trash podcaster. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my well, God. Well, as Twitter is becoming the wild, wild west again because of Elon Musk uh, finally taking over, I heard the word. I heard the use of the word nigga went up about 500% on Twitter. <laughs> I think it was a joke, but I'm just, you know, fuck Yikes. that place. Anyway, you're not going to catch us there, even though you might be able to catch us in our link tree. Link dot, I think it's linktree.com. 
bit.ly slash the Starfire Podcast. But if you know where Linktree is, just put slash the Starfire Podcast. You'll be able to find everything of us everywhere there. Number two. Lou from the BX host of the Everything Podcast. You already know. Oh, wrong side. You already know. Uh, hit up the Instagram page, The Everything Podcast. The original, by the way. When you type in the Everything Podcast on Instagram, you're gonna find my page. You know why? Because I'm the first one. And uh, from there, you can hit up my links. Uh, you know, all my links are there. Get you to every episode of my show. Get you to everything is trash. Get you to the audio visual, uh, all the deliciousness, man. And uh, we're gonna have Trash Boy Numero Uno take us home. Well, first off, thanks guys yeah. for making me Trash Boy One. I appreciate that. Uh, second, you can follow hey. me. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify that. It ain't because you you know any anybody looking at us like oh we cleaned up because we made the white man number one. No, he, he was here first, people. Just gotta clarify, he was here first. This podcast we we're the melting here. pot of wrestling podcast. This this podcast would not be here if it was not for the homie Nick Anacelli. Yeah, so follow the name as he said. Most importantly, follow us at YouTube at wrestling is trash. On Instagram at Wrestling is Trash and on Twitter at Wrestling B Trash. Thank you guys for tuning in for the past one hour, 15, uh, 16 minutes, and 55 seconds. Thank you. Have a great day.